Episode 88, Personal Growth Through Acquaintances. You're listening to the very best podcast in the world on health, wealth, and happiness. Please remember to leave a review and share with all your friends and family. And here is your host, Lars Hilson. Welcome, friends. Welcome to the very best podcast in the world, your source, the only one in the universe for personal supremacy through health, wealth, and happiness. <laughs> God, geez, uh, I still get the chuckles when uh, I just, I don't know, go back to where this journey began 88 episodes ago and many, many moons ago, uh, that it was just supposed to be, you know, just supposed to turn out to be this uh, daily persiflage of all of these guys uh, out there, these gurus trying to rip you off and, you know, get you into expensive programs and so on and so forth. And now it has, for a lot of subscribers, become an institution of positivity and, uh, you know, some one or the other enlightening experiences they've had. And, you know, it's just insane the amount of uh, uh, email feedback that comes in. And uh, yeah, just a very positive thing. It turned out to be what was, you know, supposed to be merely sarcastic, a sarcastic or satirical enterprise. Anyhow, I came across this, uh, one of these motivational billboards on the intertubes the other day, where it said, uh, become friends with people who aren't your age, hang out with people whose first language isn't the same as yours, uh, get to know someone who doesn't come from your social class. Uh, this is how you see the world. This is how you grow. And for the longest part of my life, all of these things have been true. And I've learned so much from uh, so many different cultures, first of all, uh, that shaped me and gave me or gifted me with a significant amount of tolerance, even towards the biggest bullshitters that I came across in the world. Uh, you know, it made me much more, I wouldn't say emotionally stable because that would imply that I was emotionally unstable before, but you know, it was like the, you know, once you start to learn to, you know, take it easy and that things will kind of figure themselves out and you learn this from, you know, the old folks, then, you know, you kind of take this chilliness into your life and share it with others subconsciously. And then, you know, your entire surrounding is just chill. <laughs> you know, that's really fascinating the impact you can have on people when you are this, I don't want to say educated, but let's call it enlightened personality, right? You've seen large parts of the world. You are capable of talking to other social classes and you know how to behave 
on the different dance floors of the of life that are out there uh you know you are receptive when it comes to uh speaking with people who are outside of your age group you know if there is such a thing actually uh i kind of got rid of that concept very early in my life i don't know why but it was just kind of natural and so let's dig into it right let's take this uh this uh motivational billboard <laughs> there's no better term that i came up with apart and see you know where where the benefits are so um paul from alabama if you're listening uh you know the first part is uh become friends with people who aren't your age and uh when i lived in the united states um across the street lived this uh, uh this older gentleman uh who um became a friend slash advisor slash mentor uh what we would do is uh i don't know i was 10 or something and uh, i think it was every every saturday uh we would go for an extensive walk uh, around you know the neighborhood and we would pick cans you know and take this big uh junk sack because there was one us cent uh that the aluminum recycler would give you uh, per can and uh you know i would take my bb gun which you know obviously everybody had to have uh, I think I still have it even. Uh, and, you know, we would pick these cans and the goal was to pick enough cans to get a new BB gun because the one I had was born and torn and it was just a different one that I wanted. Uh, and so he came up with the idea and we exchanged very, very, very meaningful um, conversations pretty much every every week and you know it became this kind of ritual that was insanely interesting and uh he it wasn't only that i learned from him it was also that he learned from me so it was like this intergenerational exchange of knowledge that took place every saturday and it was just insanely enlightening another example uh was our next door neighbor who was our school bus driver um, you know, and he had, uh, he was in the military as well as pretty much everyone that lived in that, uh, in that town was, and he was a photographer, uh, a photographer for the U S army. And one of the first ones to, uh, touch, uh, or to, um, take photographs of the annihilation that had taken place in, uh, in Hiroshima. And so I created this science project that was, you know, this big, uh, it was about nuclear bombs, essentially. And uh, my dad and I created this um, diorama kind of setup with this big mushroom cloud. And uh, so it looked, um, it, it was actually pretty cool. I can even visualize it now with the colors and everything. So what we did was, um, you know, we he still had some of the photographs, uh, obviously the unclassified ones. And we scanned them and reprinted them uh, and kind of put them as uh, you know with footnotes on this uh, you know as part of the background in this in this diorama uh, to you know give a visual uh, representation of what you know how shitty nuclear weapons are and um, uh, yeah also you know getting this feedback from that guy 
getting the emotions, getting the first hand experience uh, was something insanely valuable, right? And for him and the other neighbor I mentioned, uh, it was just insanely enriching to talk to a kid that, you know, came from a totally different country that they'd never been to, you know, and, and uh, get input from a totally different culture as well. It was, you know, there was always the language barrier, of course, but we took English uh, as a language to communicate in. And, you know, my English had, due to the fact that I was in school there, uh, been quite good, even at the beginning of our school career um, for many different reasons. And so these interesting relationships grew. And yeah, it was just very, very, very interesting and enlightening to to speak with these folks and to exchange and you know uh with this thing moving forward what we're seeing now is actually uh in a lot of european countries we're seeing kind of these multi-generational housing projects which are developing where uh you know for instance i was in one and talked to some of the folks there uh, where the uh, the older folks said, yeah, okay, well, you know, we allow the, or we, we want to have the, the little kids of the working generation around us because, you know, of their agility and, and their, um, uh, their energy, uh, which kind of makes us more energetic and doesn't make us into these, you know, uh, recliner sitting hags. <laughs> that was actually one of the words that one of the people that one of the the older guys uh, used there. You know, I was like, I don't want to be this guy sitting in a recliner all day shouting at the children. I want to learn from the kids. I want to get their energy. You know, I um, I want to get their their motivation and the sparkle in their eyes if they discover something new. And if we, with our experience, can contribute to these. Um, you know, to the information being conveyed and history being relayed, uh, you know, so that shit that, you know, is preventable because in history it's gone down a long road. If we can, you know, kind of transport that information into these kids of these people who are busy with their careers and everything, everything is done and everything is well. The parents that were working were obviously very and insanely grateful because, you know, they didn't have to get state-run daycare or whatever for their kids uh, because the elderlies would look after them, you know, and so this really interesting environment started to happen where everybody was exchanging ideas and everybody was sharing meals and, you know, everybody was looking after each other. And this ecosystem was just very, very impressive to witness. And, you know, so I think um, if you are one of the people who still believes that there is such thing as quote-unquote age groups, get rid of that. It, it's just, uh, you know, there's, there's no such thing really, you know, try it out. Trust me, I've been there. So next part was, you know, hang out with people whose first language isn't the same as yours. And I already touched briefly on that in the previous segment where I said, uh, you know, inevitably somebody that speaks a different language that has a different first language comes from a different culture and this different culture um you know is going to give you a lot of insights into how to live differently 
you know, maybe how to live better, you know, how can you improve something uh, perhaps in your community that this person brings, you know, that this person has lived through and was exposed to, uh, you know, is there something uh, that we can learn from each other? You know, obviously the first language person is going to be the one who's going to explain the culture that they're currently living in, but, you know, taking into account that there are other things out there uh, makes this interchange very much worthwhile. I uh, suggested a program uh, when we had the refugee crisis in Europe, uh, where I said, you know, why is it that all of these refugees um, just have to learn German, right? Uh, why is it not so that, um, you know, those people uh, teach us also a bit of Arabic, you know, they maybe teach us a little bit of Pashto or Urdu or what, you know, whatever the language is that they're, um, that, that they're, uh, you know, that they grew up with, you know, it doesn't have to be a one-way street. Yeah, sure. I, you know, I get the point of all of this uh, non-nationalistic nationalist talk about yeah but they want to live here so they have to yeah get it totally you know i'm i'm what that's not what i'm saying you know it's like um you non-nationalistic nationalist carrot types uh you know might as well um learn a little bit to broaden your horizon about the culture uh that currently came in and perhaps you're going to understand some of the problems that these people are experiencing and why you know, they're building ghettos and living only amongst each other and don't want to have anything uh, to do with you ignorant bastards. <laughs> Rant over. <laughs> Seriously, though, um, nothing is more enriching than learning something about different cultures because, uh, you know, face it, let's face it, you know, when you go uh, to, uh, to Turkey on vacation or to Mexico, to Cancun on vacation, you know, to shoot your brains out with uh, cheap tequila and everything or whatever it is that suits your fancy, you're not going to learn anything about the culture of Mexico or Turkey or, you know, wherever you go to get cheap booze and, and you know, cheap hookers uh, and to get laid, you know, you're not going to learn anything, period. You know, and getting inspired by different cultures has, you know, not only from my experience been so enriching uh, to uh, to my life and to that of many others that you know I share these experiences uh, with, a, with the aforementioned sparkle in my eyes. You know, it's just so interesting to learn from different people and to broaden your horizon and to get out of that ghetto uh, that your mind is in. That you know the world you live in is perfect and all others are inferior. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, seriously, try it out. Now, the next thing that was, the, or the next part of this billboard was uh, get to know someone who doesn't come from your social class. And that goes both ways. You know, number one um, is, of course, you know, try to get into a conversation in a soup kitchen with a homeless person, um, you know, and get in touch with their uh, get, get on, on board with their struggle perhaps, or, you know, what led them to the situation, you know, and, um, there's this very famous example of this, uh, guy with a great voice. I think he was in Cleveland, uh, where, uh, there was this homeless vet, I think that, uh, had a very good radio presenter's voice. 
and uh, it was this cop, I think, that did a, a video with his phone and that went viral on YouTube and he got a job and a new life. And it was just very uplifting. But the same goes to see that you don't necessarily want to be insanely rich. You know, there's a lot of us that dream about that. Uh, but once you're confronted with the reality and more often than not superficiality in this world uh, of the rich and shameless, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, it's not necessarily something that I would want for my life. Of course, you know, as a juvenile, you, uh, you know, you grow up exposed to these superstars and you want to be them and you want to be rich and, and, you know, have all the money in the world and whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, these people have totally different issues that I wouldn't want in my life, right? And so in that sense, I think that's where uh, it is right in that this billboard ends in saying, this is how you see the world and this is how you grow. And I think, you know, with, uh, with that being said, this is how you see the world it's not about actually traveling there but getting inspired by what different cultures are doing by what different age groups have experienced you know all of these people that have been exposed to the gruesome world war ii are now dying off and are going to be unable to warn us of you know sliding into similar situations and so that's you know something that we need to preserve and that's why i think you know these multi-generational things are insanely important and most importantly though by taking in all of this information and not ridiculing someone for being from a different country or making them responsible for the fact that they are a refugee in europe rather than the true reason for the refugee crisis being that all of the Western politicians didn't have the balls to resist this NATO movement uh, to take out uh, the leaders of these otherwise unstable countries, uh, that this insight really lets you grow. In that sense, uh, I wish you a successful day uh, and a good night. If you haven't, uh, make sure to share this episode with uh, friends and family who you know maybe want to grow or are you know someone who you think could personally excel by this information subscribe to the podcast uh, because every subscriber counts and uh, we have loads of good shit uh, published meanwhile and we're running with big steps toward episode 100 i'm totally totally psyched about that actually uh, peace out, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye now.